What's up, smarty people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live in a living color from the Radio What Studios, from the Christmas Studios, yo, ho, ho, yo, 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 ho, 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 seasons, greetings, and all that kind of thing. Are you, are you uh, sitting by a fire with someone you love? Do you have people around you? Or if you don't, you got me. It's Keys Dan, RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com. It's your pal in this Yuletide season with some fast facts. Well, these are word facts, really. Seasonal words. Christmas edition. Every season has its peculiarities, quirks, habits, colors, songs, recipes, and yes, even specific lingo. The Christmas season is no different in this regard. It's a time for family, friends, and festivities. But it's also a time for unique vocabulary that adds to the spirit of the season. From traditional terms to popular slang. Here are some words that make Christmas special. Perhaps you'll find yourself using one of these words next Christmas. This Christmas. Sometime. Number one. Yuletide. The word Yuletide has become synonymous with Christmas. Conjuring images of cozy fireplaces twinkling lights, and the warmth of family gatherings. Yet its origins lie in a pre-Christian Germanic tradition. Over time, as Christianity spread throughout Europe, the Yuletide festivities were gradually incorporated into Christmas celebrations. The pagan rituals were replaced with Christian traditions. But the word Yule persisted, serving as a reminder of the pre-Christian roots of the holiday. Number two, Chris Kringle. As with Yuletide nowadays, the name Chris Kringle is synonymous with Santa Claus, but it is believed to have originated from the German word Christian Kindle, Christ Kindle, C H R I S T K I N D L, which means Christ child in Germany. Christ Kind, I was Christ Kind. Christ Kindle uh, was a traditional figure who brought gifts to children on Christmas Eve, represented by an angel. Over time, the Christ Kindle it morphed into Chris Kringle, and it's associated with Santa Claus. Grew even stronger. Moving on, number three, Saint Nick's. Let us close the round of Santa Claus names with this one: the name Good Old Santa. Had before Santa. The nickname St. Nick's stems from the historical figure, uh, figure of St. Saint, Saint Nicholas, a 4th century bishop of Myra, Turkey. St. Nicholas was known for his kindness, generosity, and devotion to children. He became the subject of many legends and stories, often depicted as secretly giving gifts to the poor and needy. Over time, the Dutch adopted St. Nicholas as their patron saint, of children, calling him Sinterklaas. Sounds similar already when pronounced out loud, doesn't it? When Dutch settlers arrived in New Amsterdam, now New York City, in the 17th century, they brought their Sinterklaas traditions with them. The English-speaking local folks gradually transformed Sinterklaas into Santa Claus. But the name St. Nick persisted even to this day. Number four, Advent. Do you have an Advent calendar? The word Advent comes from the Latin word Adventist, meaning coming or arrival. 
In the context of Christianity, it refers to the period of preparation leading up to the celebration of Christmas. Today, Advent marks a time of preparation, reflection, and spiritual preparation for the celebration of Christmas in the first place. Advent is also the name of a certain type of calendar that leads up to Christmas Eve with little gifts and knickknacks prepared in advance for each day. Pretty neat, huh? Number five, Carol. You probably know what a Christmas carol is. Maybe you even participate in its singing. The word is derived from an old French term, carol, with an E at the end, which meant a circle dance accompanied by singing. These carols were popular in medieval Europe and were often performed during religious festivals or celebrations. The songs themselves were typically simple with repetitive melodies and easy-to-remember lyrics, not too different from the ones sung today. Number six, myrrh. M-Y-R-R-H. Maybe you know this one too. It's the stuff one of the three wise men gave to Jesus when he was born, right? Myrrh is a natural resin extracted from the Comifora myrrh tree. Comifora, C-O-M-M-I-P-H-O-R-A, Myrrh, M-Y-R-R-H-A, tree, a small thorny shrub native to the arid regions of Arabia, Somalia, and Ethiopia. The resin is collected by making incisions in the bark of the tree, allowing the sap to harden into a fragrant amber-colored substance. Now you know what myrrh is. Keep going. Number seven, Scrooge. The word Scrooge stems from the character of Ebenezer Scrooge, the protagonist of Charles Dickens' 1843 novella, A Christmas Carol. Scrooge is one of the cold heart is one cold-hearted fellow who represents the negative aspects of materialism and greed. The enduring popularity of A Christmas Carol has ensured the word Scrooge remains firmly entrenched in our vocabulary. These days, the word Scrooge is also used in a more light-hearted way, often playfully to describe someone who is reluctant to participate in holiday activities or who is particularly adverse to gift giving. If so, if you ever hear someone referring to you in such a way, maybe it's time to cheer up and join in the holiday spirit a bit. I don't know about you, all right? I'm not a good gift giver, so I just don't give gifts. And if I do give gifts, it's probably cash. Here, have some cash. If I have some extra money, cash. There's your gift. Go buy yourself something that you want. I'm not a good gift giver. And, uh, oh, my goodness. And, and if I have some extra cash anytime during the year, I'm going to give you a gift. I, I'm, you know, for some reason, I found that, uh, that Christmas has become like a, uh, a deadline to buy everybody you know a gift. Ah, ah, burns me up. All right, I digress. Moving on, number eight, eggnog. Yes, you can make eggnog all year round, but let's be honest. Most of us don't really drink the stuff outside of the Christmas season. The exact origins of eggnog remain, remain somewhat a mystery, but its roots can, roots can be traced back to medieval Europe. During this time, a drink called Posette, P-O-S-S-E-T, was popular. Over time, Posette evolved with eggs being added to the recipe. By the 17th century, it was further transformed by the addition of rum or brandy. This alcoholic version of the drink was known as eggnog, a term uh, derived from the word noggin, a type of wood wooden mug that was commonly used to serve the beverage. 
Today, eggnog means remains a beloved Christmas tradition, enjoyed in various forms around the world. Some prefer sipping on the classic recipe with rum or brandy, while others opt for non-alcoholic versions. Keep going, keep going. I'm getting in the Christmas spirit. Number nine, mistletoe. Have you ever been kissed under the mistletoe? This plant symbol, as a symbol, has been popular for centuries. Druids, Vikings, and many more have used it for different religious purposes and uses. The tradition of kissing under mistletoe became popular custom during in England during the Victorian era, and it has since spread to many other countries around the world. Today, mistletoe symbolizes love, fertility, and good luck. Good luck. It is often hung in homes and doorways, and the act of kissing under the mistletoe is seen as a way to bring love and happiness in the new year. Keep going. Number 10, tinsel. Whilst perhaps not a Christmas word per se, tinsel is a term that's so imbued into the whole seasonal experience that it's hard not to come across it when thinking of Christmas trees and decorations. The word itself comes from old French word, Estensale. <laughs> E-S-T-I-N-C-L. Oh, let's start over. E-S-T-I-N-C-E-L-E, meaning sparkle or glitter. It was made from thin strips of silver or gold, often used to adorn fabrics, ga- garments, and religious artifacts. By the 17th century, it became common practice to decorate Christmas trees with tinsel, adding a touch of glamour and sparkle to the traditional symbol. The brilliant strands of tinsel were often draped from branches, creating an effect that enhanced the beauty of the tree. Pretty cool. Number 11, wassail. That's one I haven't had heard before. Have you ever heard of this one? Wassail, W-A-S-S-A-I-L, is a word derived from the old English phrase, ways hail. W-A-E-S, two words, H-A-E-L, meaning be in good health, sort of like cheers. It was initially used as a merry greeting and a way to be to wish someone well. By the Middle Ages, the term had evolved into a drinking toast, often associated with feasting and merrymaking, particularly during the winter months. Medieval wassail was a mix of spiced ale, curdled cream, roasted apples, eggs, cloves, ginger, nutmeg and sugar and it was considered an essential part of christmas celebrations today wassail remains a christmas tradition though it is often served as a warm non-alcoholic beverage still spiced with cloves gingers and nutmeg don't knock it till you try it i haven't tried it number 12 garland aside from being the last name of a famous actress garland is the word we use for those leafy crowns hanging on doors during Christmas time. The word itself stems from Old French, guirlande, G-U-I-R-L-A-N-D-E, meaning a wreath or crown. In ancient Greece and Rome, garlands were used as symbols of victory, honor, and celebration. They were often made of flowers, leaves, or vines, and were worn on the heads of athletes, warriors, and esteemed citizens. In the 18th and 19th century, garlands became a pop, uh, popular as Christmas decorations, particularly in, in the United States and England. Today, garlands are a staple of Christmas traditions, adding such a t- touch of festive cheer 
and symbolism to homes around the world. How about that? Seasonal words. Christmas edition. This has been What Makes You Smarter. Christmas edition. What do you think? Drop me some comments. Like, share, subscribe. Stick around to learn more stuff. And maybe you could be the smartest one at the get-together, the dinner party, the Christmas party. If you'd like to tell your story or hear the stories of others, I encourage you to check check out my other podcast. It's called What Makes You Famous. Find it everywhere using the hashtag What Makes You Famous. That's it for me. It's Keys Dan, RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com. Peace. I'm out of here.